Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Studios, it's the Press Box Summer Edition. You old lady! Ed Graney. I'm not surprised the only women you see naked are in magazines. Tyler Bischoff. Again, this is really not my field. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. It's Ed Tyler, Danny running the show this week. Welcome to the Press Box. Big show ahead. Did you, this yesterday morning, wake up at the regular time because your body is conditioned? Well, we left early. I was in California. Oh, so you had to. we left the hotel early. So, yeah, okay. I woke up at a normal time. Anyways, would you have? Pro- I would have slept in a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I wake up all the time. <laughs> doesn't matter the day, and I hate it, because you want to sleep in. You're just up you at like 5.30 every 5:30 morning. 5.30 every morning, sometimes <laughs> a little before, but every morning, 5.30. I needed a second Labor Day today. Oh, poor Ed Graney. I know. Always waking up at 5.30. And how about this? It's the end of summer. 108 today? 110? What is going on, man? It's supposed to be the official end of summer. September. God, why? It's just, you, you look in the news at those temperatures. No, summer doesn't end until like November. November until, ha- until Halloween. Yeah, like I'll do every year. We do the um, the trunk or treat at my stepdaughter's school, and it's mid October, and it's still ninety degrees, and I'm sweating because I'm in <laughs> jeans and something else. I'm just like, ah, because you want to start, terrible. you want to start layering at some point. Yeah, you oh, want to my... start the hoodies, you want to start the long sleeves, the Absolutely. jackets, but you just can't. Yeah. My most comfortable wardrobe is jeans and a hoodie. Yeah. He's living in the wrong state for that. I know. I can do that three and a half (laughs) months out of the year. The first bite. Will there be 12 college football teams good enough for a playoff? God, already, already we have to discuss. We were so happy. That's right. We were so stoked about this that they finally came to their senses and they're going to expand this playoff and then we have this weekend and now this question becomes are they going to be good enough teams after all these ranked teams look like you know what getting beat or at least you know surviving worse teams I'm, I'm depressed I don't want to stop it already the real problem was Oregon getting blasted yeah absolutely crushed by Georgia 49 to 3 but here's here's the thing the college football playoff the excitement for it at least from my end is not about, oh, the nine seed is going to win the national title. That's that's not what it's about. To me, it's we get more games. And yeah. the fun of the college football playoff is going to be team seeded 5 through 12 getting to play college football games, getting to play meaningful playoff games. It's going to mean that it's not just about the top four teams. It's not just the one, two, three, four that get in. Because here's the thing. We've seen the semifinals of a four-team playoff, absolutely suck. No, the majo- blowouts. The majority of semifinal yes. games are terrible. Yeah. And it's generally because the top two teams in college football every year are so much better than yeah. everybody else. Alabama, Georgia. So much better, right? We've seen it with Clemson involved in that top two. Normally, Alabama's there. Georgia's now there. Um, we saw it the one year with Joe Burrow at LSU. They were unbelievable. Like, Normally, the top two are so much better. The 12-team playoff most years is not even going to change who's going to win the national championship. No, not at all. It'll happen every six, seven years. Somebody will win as like Uh, the sixth seed or something like that, and it'll be fun. But for the most part, the 12-team playoff is not going to change who actually wins it. 
the 12-team playoff is going to give teams that go 11-1 and or 10-2 and an actual meaning to the end of the season. Right. So you go 10-2, and right, and it's, it's your school's best season ever at 10-2. and Right now, you end up in, in a bowl game that means nothing. You end up in a bowl game where your best player probably sits out because he's going to get drafted into the NFL. But now you have a, you know, middle of the road power five has its best year ever. They go 10 and two. Now they're in a playoff game. And listen, you might walk in and get blasted by Alabama. That's fine. You still got to play in a playoff game. And most likely you got to play in a, you know, an eight, nine matchup and you want it to advance to the quarterfinals or whatever the seating you have is. That's what's more fun to me. It's not about, are there 12 teams? Because I saw a lot from the Oregon thing. People saying, oh, you really want to see a 12-team playoff. You really want to see this team play in right. the playoff. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, because if yeah. Oregon plays Georgia in the playoffs, that means Oregon will have already won a game in the playoffs, yeah. and it'll most likely been fun. It'll have been some Oregon, I don't know, Notre Dame game or something like that. It'll be a lot of fun. So that, to me, there, there's nothing from week one that made me walk away thinking I want less playoffs. No. I, I no. want more playoffs. I want the teams. 12. I, yeah. I hated the Twitter blew up with that That suggestion that, oh, just because Oregon got blasted, don't do this. No, do this. Get to 12. Yeah. And like you said, as many games as possible. And okay, the SEC on most years will have the best team. That's fine. Let them have the best team. Right. But you want to, and I want to see, I want to see a group of five have a game. And maybe they lose every year. Maybe they don't. Maybe a year Boise or someone happens to be really good and they win a game and they can get against the fourth seed or the one seed or whoever and get beat. And that's fine. You know what I'm really excited for when they expand to 12? The first round, the five, when the five through the 12 seeds all play each other, being on college campuses, mm-hmm. that is going to be tremendous. Like those are going to be phenomenal games, almost to a point where like, if you're a one through four seed, I'd almost be like, wait a minute. I think I'd rather be the five. So I get a home playoff <laughs> game because it's going to be incredible. You get a home college football playoff. Yeah. Game. We've never had that. The closest thing we have to that is like. Oh, Miami played in the Orange Bowl or something, right. or LSU in the Sugar Bowl. Like, that's the closest we've gotten to having a home game. This is going to be on your college campus a hosting playoff a game. playoff game. That's going to be incredible when we get there. And sure, there's going to be some blowouts. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. We've got blowouts in every sport and every postseason that we have. It happens all the time. It doesn't mean the postseason sucks. It doesn't no. mean the postseason shouldn't be expanded. It should be expanded because it makes it more Not fun. every NCAA tournament game is great. Right. I mean, but you're going to do anything to the NCAA tournament? Here's the point about the NCAA tournament. The first round, there are four games on at a time. There's more games. So when one sucks, you've got three yeah. other ones yeah, to you watch. Get to, you get to change channels. Yeah. In college football, we get three playoff games every year. If one of them sucks, the entire thing yeah. kind of sucks. But if you give us more teams, more games, then yeah, okay, that 4-5 uh, that matchup in the quarterfinals sucked. But all the other playoff games were great. That's what we're going to remember. It happens. It happens. The semis. What was the year? And I forget. Maybe you'll remember. What was the year? Oregon beat the hell out of someone like fifty nothing seven, and you're going to play Ohio State next. And Urban Meyer goes in his press conference and he said, "What was the score?" <laughs> and he ended up winning. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it happens in the semis. It happens. You know, um, Notre Dame, Alabama. You know, we just watched the the Manti Teo uh, documentary. That was that game wasn't close. Yeah. But you still wanted to watch it. Uh, so when are we getting the 12-team the expanded playoff in college football? Do we know that yet? Because this is like a weird process where this Yeah, anytime random... they say as soon as possible, I don't agree. I don't right. believe that. 
so like as soon as possible would mean the twenty the next season, right? Not this year, but the next year of college football. I don't think so. I would be surprised if that happens. But it's it's a weird process where this wasn't decided by the college football playoff. This was decided by a board that has one president from each conference. Right. Uh, UNLV's Keith Whitfield was the Mountain West representative on this board, and they don't actually have the power to implement. No, this is a suggestion. Right. This is more of a, hey, all of your conferences want this. Figure it out. So now the college football playoff has to basically figure out, okay, what, what do we do here? So I'm, I'm still a little confused as to when we actually see Look, this. look how long it took us to get to 12. <laughs> I don't think in one year that the college football playoffs is going to make this vast, you know, sweeping decision. I don't believe that at all. I wish they would. And I, I think it's after the 2026 playoff is uh, when the current television the deal deals? expires. Well, maybe they'll do that. Which it, to me would sound like, okay, they'll, they'll take their time and the 2027 playoff, which would be the 2026 regular season. That'll be when we see the expanded 12-team playoff. That'll be when they, hey, we sold this to TV. We got whatever billion dollars from it. And, yeah, we go forward from there. So that would be my guess, which means we're going to get a few more years here of only four teams playing for the playoff, which, listen, is ultimately fine, right? Once we get to 12, we get to 12, and it's it's oh, good yeah, to go from exactly. there. But that, I think, is is the the timeline that I'm more expecting. If it's in place next year, I'll be pumped. That'll be great. But oh, I, yeah, but I just I don't believe that they're going to act that quickly. They haven't acted that quickly on anything. No, not at all. Um, all right, here's a college football question for both of you. Danny's in for Jared today, by the way. Uh, which game was better, Iowa beating South Dakota State 7-3 to or North Carolina beating Appalachian State 63-61? to I mean, optics-wise, <laughs> I will take North Carolina. Are you beating, sure about that? Yes, uh, optics-wise, I will take that. Because 7-3 to three with two safeties and a field goal to get to 7 is one of the most incredible things. That's because, almost scoregami. So, okay, <laughs> I am I am all on board high-scoring college football games, right? They're, they're phenomenal. They're the best. Low-scoring games generally suck, but usually low-scoring games still end up 17-13. to 13. Right. Usually teams still muster up double digit points when it's that inept, when it's Iowa's defense outscored Iowa's offense. That is unbelievably bad that I want to watch that for Did you every watch single it? second. Yes. Tremendous. Every part of that is tremendous. The when you are that inept, not like, oh, we're moving the ball a little bit. and We stall out in field goal range and we kick a 50 yarder and maybe it goes in that. No, no. I want complete ineptness where you nobody can get a first down. Where South Dakota South Dakota State was tied three to three and then lost without giving up another point by their defense. Their defense did not give up a single point after it was three to three. They lost the game because their offense gave up two safeties. One stuffed running back and one quarterback sacked later. Iowa's winning the game without scoring any more points. That is phenomenally bad. I cannot get I enough. Of it. That is still like wanted to watch North Carolina. That is when you're State. driving down the interstate and there is a bad wreck on the side of the road and everybody slows down to look at it. That's exactly Do what you that slow was. down to look at them. If they're that bad. Yes. No, no, no. The, the wreck. Yeah. If it's the if the wreck is that this is like three cars are on fire. One of them is somehow upside down on top of the median in between the interstate. Lanes. You slow down. Yo, yes. Yes. Because you're like, oh, my God. I slow down. Is anybody alive? Right. Right. That's what this game is. Are any of the offensive, are any of the offensive players alive? Are they there? 
do they exist, right? It's not just like normally low scoring games are like 17 to 13. That's just like a fender bender, right? Somebody's bumper's a little dented. Nobody cares about that, right? That's just bad. This is just nightmare. This is a this is a disaster. Then what do you put North Carolina Appalachian State is? Oh, right. Exciting. Yeah, oh, very exciting. There's two people drag racing down the road Danny? beside you. Uh, I would definitely much rather see the higher scoring one. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch either of these games, <laughs> but I was following. Did you bet either of them? In a way, yes. Oh on my. Iowa, oh, what the in hell a does way, in a way, oh, me because I have don't oh, don't explain. I have oh. Iowa season total wins. Oh. That is not in oh, a good. way, Danny. Well, you you just have Iowa. I'll tell no, because I, I need Iowa to win. I, I don't know that what the number is, but after that game, good luck to you. Yeah, I'm. I I don't have much confidence. <laughs> Do you that have your season total for points scored? No. <laughs> well, they're not going to score seven touchdowns in a game. So I hope you didn't take that prop. You never know. They might not score seven all season after what we That saw. might not happen. That might hey, not. Hey, seven safeties, though. Did you bet on that yet? No, not First yet. First team to get two safeties in a game. You would have cashed that one. All right. There is an Aces watch party tonight at Parkway Tavern in the district. That's right off the 215 by Green Valley Ranch. It's the Finley Henderson Fan Zone watch party. Aces at Storm. Get started at 7 o'clock. Damon will be down there. And here's the key. If you wear Aces gear. You'll get a free Miller Lite draft. So wear an Aces shirt, jersey, whatever you got. Head down to Parkway Tavern in the district. Hang out with Damon, and you will get a free Miller Lite draft. Coming up next, we'll jump into the Raiders. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. All right, I got a question for both of you. And I, I guess you can you can take some time to answer this, but I, I do want to know what you guys both think. Is there an NFL team this year? that thinks it's going to be good, but is actually going to suck. Cause I think it's the Bengals. I think the Bengals are missing the playoffs. They're going to be a bad team this year. Not bad, but like they're going eight and nine. So if either one of you have a team that's, that's supposed to be good, but is actually going to suck. That's going to absolute suck. Well, they don't have to be like a four win team, but just are going to underperform. Like the Bengals are being, you know, a top five team in the AFC. I think they're missing the postseason. I don't think they're going back to the playoffs this year. So, but I don't think they're winning four games. They're going eight, and nine and missing the playoffs or something like that. But if there's a team that that's going to massively underperform expectations. Well, what are the expectations of the Patriots? Miss the playoffs at this point. Their own expectations. Their own expectations, probably to make it, but I think the betting market would have the Patriots out of the postseason at the moment. They are not a top seven AFC team at the moment, anyways. Hmm. But they are going to suck too. Minnesota. Okay. I mean, how bad do you think Minnesota is going to be? Six, seven wins. Okay, that's probably underperforming by a few wins there. So the Vikings, because they probably expect to be a wild card team, and right. six seven wins would put them well, not well a wild card playoffs. team, well yeah. below. Well, NFC might only be one game out. <laughs> Danny, see, I I was kind of thinking NFC North, but the Packers. Wow, who okay. wins that division then? I think the Vikings might. Okay, well, we're on opposite sides. I think the Vikings wow. could possibly get ten, maybe squeak out eleven wins, but I think the really? Packers are right there, probably. 10 wins, yeah. Well, then you don't but think Minnesota, the Packers suck. No, but I think they'll underperform. Cause What's their win total, like 11 and a half? I think so, yeah. So you got them underperforming by a game? Game and a half, yeah. 10, <laughs> ten wins, maybe nine. 
I think I think losing Devontae Adams is going to hurt Rodgers. A little bit. I think they'll be fine. Alan Lazard or whoever the hell Romeo dubs is going to be fine. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he lost what? Peter two? King's got him in the Super Bowl. Does they've got, Buffalo they've Bills. got the best defense in the NFC, probably. Hmm? Maybe. Right. They're good. I think, they're, I think their defense is too good for them to actually suck. Losing the division a minute. Eh, maybe. No, that division sucks too much. I, no, I can't see it. I mean, you got uh, Dan Campbell coming for kneecaps. And okay. he was, well, <laughs> hey, if Dan Campbell gets Aaron Rodgers alone in a room. <laughs> then they've got a shot. Hey, just... some, some of his speeches in uh, Hard Knocks, it, it, it got me. He was giving them last year. They didn't do anything then either. Yeah, but I didn't see as many. <laughs> Um, all right. On the Raiders, it is Tuesday, September 6th. I got the same questions I've had for you all year. Darren Waller has not signed the new contract. Uh, so here's the timeline of events. Waller signed with a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus, on August 31st. Rosenhaus that day told Adam Schefter he was hoping to get a deal done as soon as possible. Waller showed up to practice that day. It's now September 6th. He still doesn't have a new deal. The season starts on September 11th. I can't go back on my prediction last week because then I look bad. I mean, you can. We're doing sports talk radio. No, I don't You're want fine. to. Even on sports talk you went radio. Back on I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stand year. on it. Well, the Bengals were a different case. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed doing that for your sake <laughs> to continue to pick against or for the Bengals. Um, I don't like my prediction at this point, but I'll stick with it. That'll be done before the season starts. Is there any chance they didn't get it done because it was Labor Day weekend? I mean, Drew Rosenhaus had a vacation Drew Rosenhaus schedule. Like stayed home with his family had, and slept in, like you and I didn't. No, he had a vacation. He's he's in like Europe or something like that. Well, if he's in Europe, telling your client we're going to get this done as quickly <laughs> as possible is not a it's not a good way to go about things. Could right Waller now, fire his other. Yeah, agent exactly. Now? <laughs> Who's his third agent? Himself? He'll represent himself next time. I don't know why, but I sort of had the expectation that when Waller re-signed Rosenhaus. When Waller was back at practice and when Rosenhaus said we're hoping to have a deal done soon. That it would get done. That it meant the weekend, this last weekend, that they they would have a deal done and he would have a new contract. Whatever the situation, whatever he was going to get, he would get it over the weekend. And this week they'd be looking ahead, game day, whatever. But they haven't done that. And I, to be fair, I guess technically they could announce it in the next few hours because they got it done. Well, the no, weekend. they're announcing it at 10.01. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what happens on this show. That's true. So technically in the next few hours, right, they could announce it and, hey, we got it done over the weekend. Fine, whatever. But as of right now, they don't have it. And, what? okay, you, you said you're not going back on your prediction. I can't. I just I mean, can't you can, that. though. But like, yeah, I don't want to. If we get to Wednesday. Am I going to go back on it? If we get to Thursday, <laughs> like at what point are you like, oh, yeah, this definitely is not happening. Oh, right now. Oh, okay. I just, okay. <laughs> I just can't go. I just can't go back on it. You can though. You absolutely can. <laughs> so, the other question that we've been talking about since the spring: Should or will Darren Waller actually miss a game? Should he or will he? Great question. Uh, should he? I mean, I think you and I've been on the same page. I think he should have missed everything to this point. Because I think yeah. if he wants a deal, then then and they're not working with you, then you miss everything. But going back to practice now, I think he plays on Sunday. 
I, I think he plays. I'm not saying sh- should he play. I just think he will play. So I think he will absolutely play this weekend. At this point in the process, I think Darren Waller should play too because he has not actually demanded anything, right? He We have heard nothing publicly from Darren Waller about demanding no. a new contract. Right. We are Roquan Smith came out with a statement from the Bears and was like, they offered me a contract that would have set back the entire linebacker market. Like Roquan Smith came out being like, they embarrassed me with their contract offer. Right. Darren Waller has said nothing other than it's been all media. Yeah. Other than, hey, I'm going to play in my age. It's been all of us talking about, hey, he has no guarantees left. Hey, he's your number one tight end and one of the best players in his position, 16th highest paid. So where is his contract? He he has said nothing other than I'm going to let Clutch Sports handle it. And then obviously he said Clutch Sports didn't do a good job handling it. So now I'm going to let Drew Rosenhaus handle so it. So I think because he's kind of done nothing like that so far, you can't then week one of the season say, well, I'm not showing up to the game. Well, I'm not doing that. To me, if he had been this whole time adamant about getting a new deal and everything, then, okay, you get to week one and you're basically saying, I'm not playing guys, but because he hasn't done anything really. I mean, I guess technically he was probably holding in to some extent for a couple of weeks there when he wasn't at practice, but he was at meetings or whatever. I just, I don't think if you're Waller, you can go the entire training camp, entire preseason, say nothing about wanting a new deal. And then, oh, I'm going to miss the first game of the year because you didn't give me a And then deal. be a practice all week. Right, that too. So it just seems like he's waited too long to actually be aggressive and push the issue. And it means either he gets a new deal done before the season starts or he's playing game one of the season yeah. with no guaranteed money, no well, long-term now, deal. Game one of the WNBA finals oh, is on that's Sunday. Right. You should probably be there, WNBA, shouldn't you? WNBA, good scheduling there yeah. to, to realize when the uh, NFL starts their season. What NFL? It's the WNBA finals. They know Could Darren Waller showing up. Could have pushed it to Monday, up. 5 p.m. 8 Eastern. No, they got Darren Waller showing up. He'll be there, won't he? No, he won't. He'll be, at the, he'll be in Los Angeles. <laughs> he should be there. That should be his leverage, his negotiating point. Like, hey. Team owner. Like at the beginning of the game, where's Darren? He's in. Uh, he's back in Las Vegas he's, at the uh, Michelob Ultra Arena. Be like, hey, Mark Davis. He owns Missed the twice. Team. Darren's getting a slice. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I read somewhere where how many slices they gave away from that? Like thousands of dollars in slices? Listen, Willie Ramirez tweeted out. It's somewhere in our rundown. We'll have to get to it later because we're going to break here in a second. It, it seems wrong. The amount of money that Willie tweeted out that they that they gave away in free pizza seems wrong. Like, are those slices of pizza $100 each? It seems incredibly wrong. We'll, we'll have to get to it later. But coming up next, Kaylin Kaler joins the show to stay with the NFL. While Trey's in the driver's seat and Trey gets to play quarterback, he has Jimmy G who knows how to win games, and he can learn a lot from him. So, you know, I, I hope that that's how Trey takes this, and like he just continues to play his game um, because Trey's a really good quarterback. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us now from Defector is Kalen Kaler. All right, Kalen, very important question. I actually has got a couple hypotheticals first, but very important question. If Darren Waller does not sign a new contract in the next five days, and if the Las Vegas Aces are in the WNBA (laughs) Finals, should he skip the Raiders-Chargers game on Sunday to go watch the Aces in game one of the finals? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> although, you know, I don't think that hypothetical will ever 
come to pass. I expect things to get worked out there, but absolutely. And I love how, like, they're always splashing him on the bench. And, I don't know, him and Kelsey are such a Vegas power couple. I'm obsessed with their relationship. Uh, you So, okay, we've got five days it is until the season starts for the Raiders. Waller doesn't have a contract. He was maybe holding in for like three weeks, but never said anything publicly. He's got no guaranteed yeah. money left. He's like the 15th highest paid tight end. You think he's getting a new deal in the next five days? Well, it's a good, it's a good question. And didn't he have a hamstring injury as well? So supposedly. Like, yeah. That's what they yeah, said. Supposedly. One of those, uh, you know, asterisk hamstring injuries. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how they work it out. I don't know. I mean, if it's gone on for this long, I I don't really expect to see any huge changes. Like, it sort of feels a little bit similar to um, what happened with Roquan Smith in Chicago, where he was also holding in and then eventually just gave up after his uh, trade request went nowhere. Um, and I know Darren didn't he hire a new agent? He hired Rosenhaus. Yeah, yep. What I read, yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe a new agent will grease the wheels a little bit, but I, I don't really get, I don't see any major changes, uh, happening for the season. All right. We asked this before you came on, uh, maybe you can give us a team or not. Um, we asked, uh, the question, do you have a team that supposedly is going to be good, has high aspirations and it's going to suck? Ooh, um, Interesting question. Um, I was actually just like thinking, I didn't make any like official season predictions. I was thinking like, okay, what would I say? Um, I think maybe, I mean, are people saying the Cowboys are supposed to be good? I mean, I feel like there's always high expectations with the Cowboys and I feel like they were going to crash and burn. Um, (laughs) So I think I, I think I would pick the Dallas Cowboys for that answer. Uh, most of America would enjoy that. If that. I mean, it happens a lot, <laughs> yeah. so we get to experience it quite a bit, but it happens a lot. Uh, I think it's going to be the Bengals. Uh, I think that is a, maybe it, oh, it, seems, good one. Yeah. it seems too obvious that they're the, hey, they lost the Super Bowl, people think they're good, and then they end up going 7-10 and 10 and miss the postseason altogether. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I could definitely see that happening there, and especially because, I don't know, I mean, I think their offensive line is slightly improved, but I don't know if it's improved enough. Um, for one of their biggest weaknesses last year. So that's a good pick. Are you surprised that these Steelers are not starting Kenny Pickett? Um, no, I'm not. Because I feel like that is, I don't know, they're sort of a, a unique team similar to like a Niners team where I, I see like, the, you know, the roster is not like a fully, you know, we're a rebuilding roster. Um, so I think it'll be hard to convince the guys. Like if, if Pickett is clearly like not ready to start, and I didn't watch much of him in the preseason, so personally, you know, I, I couldn't really speak to that specifically. But like if if Tomlin is saying, you know, this isn't he's not quite ready, I think that the way that that team is structured, like they've got a lot of talent, they're they're pretty well built. I think it'd be hard to convince the guys, like you know, well, we're just gonna have you know, we want Pickett to learn on the job basically, and like. This just might not be our year. We might not be very good this year, but, you know, bear with me because we want him to learn. I think it might be a little bit hard to convince a team, like, set up in that way that's not, you know, really clearly in a rebuilding phase, um, but that is the right answer. So I think, you know, picking Mitch as a starter makes sense to me because 
he does have the previous experience and he's got a lot of previous experience. Um, you know, whether, whether that was very good or not is, you know, debatable, but he's got a lot of previous starting experience. So he is more of a sure choice as far as like, you know, what you're probably going to get from him. So it didn't surprise me at all, but I, I do think like likely, you know, how long will Mitch last as a starter? Maybe week six. We'll see a quarterback change there. Um, but yeah, that didn't surprise me. Uh, one of the other fun quarterback situations, the AFC North is Lamar Jackson. He also like Darren Waller doesn't have a new deal. He doesn't have an agent though. He's representing himself. Um, right. Are, are you surprised at this point that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson don't have a deal agreed to given what he's been for that team for the last four years? I am surprised, but um, I don't know. These, these situations are always interesting. And um, I actually am really curious. Like, I think it would be really uh, educational to do a story on players who don't have agents and like how, how and why, because they usually always have someone else who is like, they're not an NFL PA certified agent, but they're, you know, acting on their behalf and doing a lot of the negotiating. So it's not like literally like Lamar Jackson is in the room, you know, negotiating his own contract. There's usually somebody else that they're not, you know, the type of person who's taking 3% of your contract because they're not certified. So I always do wonder like how that factors in to uh, whether a deal gets done or not, or, or how long it takes. But it does surprise me that we're here, you know, September 6th and there's no, resolution to this yet because you're right like he is you know one of the top quarterbacks in the league and he's so important to that team so it it does kind of surprise me that that we're here without without a solution it seems like russell wilson's contract kind of set his market doesn't it i mean and harbaugh saying he's locked in he's locked in i don't know how locked in he really is um he obviously wants a new contract i mean this is what harbaugh's saying and lamar's going to talk to the media today but you know, when if you're Lamar and you're sitting back and you see what Russell Wilson got, you're like, no, whether he's representing himself or not, he's at least got a number. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, I mean, this was kind of written about a lot last week, um, you know, when the Russell uh, deal, deal happened. And it seems like Deshaun Watson's deal with the fully guaranteed money, that seems to be a total uh, one-off, at least for now. Like, we haven't actually seen, like, I thought that might be, you know, the sticking point for a lot of these guys um, insisting on similar things like that. But we didn't see Kyler get a deal like that. Um, And I think those are the two quarterbacks that have uh, signed extensions since Watson. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think think I'm kind of surprised that, like, that didn't um, have more of an effect on on the other quarterback signing after him. But I, I do think you're right. Like, I think these guys are looking around the league and they see what someone else got and then it becomes you know, important to them to get something similar. Which college football game are you more likely to watch? Iowa beating South Dakota State 7-3 to or North Carolina beating Appalachian State 63-61? to <laughs> uh, Let's say the latter. I mean, is that even a question? Because the, <laughs> other, the other one's so bad you can't not watch it. It's not just like 21-14. to It's no touchdown scored in a game. Oh, my God. I saw all the tweets. I actually I didn't see that Iowa game, but I saw all the tweets of people being like Iowa with their revamped <laughs> offense, and it was like it was like the old guy holding like the meme of the old man like 
opening a Christmas present of the same exact shirt that he's like already wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know last time we had you on, you predicted the aces would win the WNBA title. Um, How are you feeling about the Chicago sky up two to one on Connecticut though? Uh, I'm feeling good about it, but I will say that series is like unwatchable compared to the (laughs) other one. Um, Like, If you were watching those games back to back on Sunday, you're like, Oh my God. Like the second one was just so much better. The Aces storm. And I don't know, like Connecticut to me is really hard to watch as a team, but I, I guess the good thing going for it in that series is it is a really physical series. So you get to see a lot of contact and some aggression going on, but um, it's really, it's a tough watch when you go back to back with storm Aces right afterwards. And that, that game, that Aces win was, so that was a class. That was like an all-time classic. So, yeah, that was really fun to watch. Well, she is Kaylin Kaler from Defector. Kaylin, as always, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Kaylin. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Thank me. Uh, so Kaylin Kaler there on the NFL and some WNBA. She is a Chicago Sky fan, which, by the way, uh, we got a watch party out at Parkway Tavern in the district uh, for the Aces game tonight. Aces and Storm get started at 7 o'clock. Uh, the Finley Henderson Fan Zone Watch Party. Damon will be out there at Parkway Tavern in the district. That is right off 215 by Green Valley Ranch. And the important part, wear Aces gear, shirt, jersey, hat, and you get a free Miller Lite draft. So free beer. Go watch the Aces play at 7. That is tonight as they take on the Seattle Storm in Game 4 of the WNBA Semifinals. And coming up next... We'll jump into some baseball because Angel Hernandez is still yelling at Major League Baseball. And the right-handed deal swung on. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. I have never seen a player have a year like this. Unbelievable. Ruiz hits into the air to deep right field. This is way back. Newt Bar looking up. It's going, going, and gone. Goodbye. That went about 10 rows deep in straightaway right to the right of the St. Louis bullpen. Bang, zoom goes K-Bear Ruiz. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. First off, Ed, I did want to ask you how you feel about Lou Brinson this morning. No? Did you no. watch the Dodgers yesterday? Yeah, I watched it. Okay. You know who Lou Brinson yeah, is? I okay. watched it. All right. He had two home runs yeah, against the I Dodgers. Uh, Five the, total. The Astros just traded Lou Brinson to yes. the Giants. Yes. Last week. Five total. <laughs> hey, it happens. Look at you. Haney, he, he can't make, he, they can't pitch him in the postseason. Oh. He strikes out 10 and gives up four homers a game <laughs> to people like Lou Brinson. <laughs> well, you cut out the four homers. That's a good, it's a good outing. Oh, God. Depressing. <laughs> Hey, it happens. Look at took you. Two, took two out of three from you're, the pods. You're changed. Took two out of three from the you're pods. You're changed. No, I haven't changed. It's still about the pitching. I have not yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, but your your regular season, you're just on cruise control. I know you're going to be insane once we get to the yes, postseason. Yes, yes. But you're, you're when, on cruise control. When they went up, what they go up last night? Five, no, 6-2. Six, 6-2 two, six, two on the two-run homer. Um, Just turned it off, went in my room, watched something else with the wife, kept, uh, kept looking at the phone. Yeah, I just, you, you know, it's just... After taking two or three from the pods, I was fine. Are you sure you're going to be in playoff form of panic and anxiety? Oh, come on. Of course. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Yes. I will be I will be back to my normal self when the playoffs start. Uh, Albert Pujols hit his 695th home run on Sunday. Uh, he was 0 for 4 yesterday. Could not add to that. 
but he now has uh, 27 games left in the season after they played yesterday. Do you believe he'll get to 700? He would need to hit like a home run roughly every five games to get to six, or get to 700. I'm going to say no, and I'd li- I'd love him to do it, but I don't know if he can. It seems like a lot. Here's the thing: it's kind of incredible that he's already that he's this close. It's yeah, exactly. Like when it's, he went you watched back, him on the Dodgers last year, right? I mean, I loved him in the clubhouse, but he could barely hit. <laughs> when he sort of did, you know, re-signed with the Cardinals and everything, there was no real expectation that he would get to 700 this season, no. right? That just wasn't the expectation. He has hit 16 home runs already. This year, he hit five or excuse me, 17 all of last year. And the year before that, he hit six in the COVID season. So for him to be at 16 is pretty incredible as is for him to get to 21 this year. Yeah, would be unreal for him to be at 21 this year and 700 overall. I can't imagine it happens, um, but two things need to happen. I've already said the one, the Cardinals, they got to stop this whole pinch hitting because he hit this home run hit on Sunday, I think was a pinch hit home run. Put the guy in the lineup every day. Yeah. Right. What, what are we doing? You're going to win the division. You're going to be the three seed. Nothing's changing there. Pujols, you should probably lead him off. So he might get that one extra at bat. Put him in the lineup every day. And Major League Baseball needs to start sending juice balls to the Cardinals games. <laughs> Send them. And I don't, even if you blatantly just give them for the Pujols at bats, that's fine. Make sure the umpire has two pockets. That's right. Juice balls for Albert. When Albert comes up, even if the pitcher doesn't want to change the ball, he's like, no, 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 throw it in. Throw it in. (laughs) I don't like how that looks. I don't like what you're doing to it with your hands. Come on, I'm going to give you a new one. If the pitcher won't give an unjuiced ball back, throw him out for foreign substances on his fingers. Just be like, nope, I see it. That's sticky. You're gone. New pitcher coming in. And you have to bring in a lefty because Pujols can only hit lefties. I don't think he does it, and I'd love him to do it. I know. I don't think he does it either. Um, I don't even like Albert Pujols, but I you would wouldn't like want to see it. it. You know, I would like to see him get to seven hundred. Yeah, it's a it's a fun round number. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a good number to see. Um, the other home run chase, I don't know how much of a chase it actually is, but Aaron Judge has fifty four home runs this season after he hit another one yesterday. Uh, that's through one hundred thirty five games for the Yankees. Did you know that Barry Bonds, when he hit seventy three, only had fifty seven through one hundred thirty five games? Like Aaron Judge only has three fewer home runs than Bonds had when Bonds hit 73. Now, Barry Bonds ended the year on a ridiculous run to get to 73. Uh, Aaron Judge, I doubt he's coming anywhere close to that. But what do you think Aaron Judge gets to? He's on 54 now. How many games left? uh, One that that is less than 30. 27. 61. 61. Um, He's currently on pace to hit 10 more and get to 64. Okay. So 61 would be a little bit off the pace, which that's that's Roger Maris's Yankee record, right? Is 61. Yeah. So he'd tie that. Um I think he gets I think he gets around 65. I think okay. he's where he ends up. I okay, only two players have ever hit 70. McGuire did it and then Bonds did it. Right. You went 61, so I'm guessing you think there's no chance he gets to I don't think there's 70. any chance he gets to 70. Why do people games? What? Why are people pitching to Aaron Judge in that lineup? Well, that's the better question of how many home runs is he going to get? Yeah, because here's the Yankees right now, or not even right now. The Yankees for like a month, maybe longer. It's basically been Aaron Judge is the best hitter in the sport, and the other guys in that lineup kind of yeah. suck. Like they're not getting very good production from the rest of that. No, lineup. they've been really, really below standards of what they right. started out the season, and so. 
I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if teams facing the Yankees, especially if they're playing teams in contention, right? Just don't really pitch to Aaron judge for the rest of the season because of how bad the rest of that lineup has been. Why would you pitch to judge in any big scenario? Obviously first inning, he hitting first, second or third, whatever you can pitch to the guy. But like, once you get to the fifth and later, if he comes up and it's a runner on second, right? Big spot or whatever. I don't know why you would be pitching. And maybe it's not even, hey, you intentionally walk him, but it's a, hey, we're going to throw two or three pitches out three of the zone. Three or four outside sliders. Right, and hope he chases one yeah. or two and we got a chance. If not, all right, we walk him and that's fine. I just, I think that might be the bigger problem for him is teams don't pitch to him to end the year, which by the way, is part of what made Barry Bonds' seasons incredible. Right. Because he got walked all the time. Absolutely. And it's like the few times he actually got pitches to hit. He hit a home run. Cranked. Was unreal. So you go 61. I'll say 65. All right. Even though I think he might start getting walked. Did you bet on it, Danny? I did not. Is there a number? Yes, there is. (laughs) Well, why wouldn't there be? (laughs) So for the pool holes, there's actually like ranges and multiple bets. For, uh, For Judge, you can only bet on at least 62 home runs. Yes so that's or no. the number. Yeah. So and basically yes, they said it is the yes is favored at minus one twenty. No is even money. <laughs> Seems like good odds. Are you gonna bet on that? No. Okay. Now I already have multiple bets with, with <laughs> yeah, him. I don't think he can keep up. <laughs> I already have him to lead the league in home runs, so that's a that's that's, done. that's a win. Yeah. I don't even think if he's if he stopped hitting home runs, I think oh, he's still leading. He's right? got think, like an eighteen. I was gonna say I think it's eighteen. Yeah. I think Kyle Schwarber's second and has not eclipsed yeah. forty yet. No, he's I think he's at like thirty seven. Yeah, which is it's insane it's to say how how much okay, better so he is. Who's your MVP? It has to be Judge. Doesn't have to be. There is a guy named Shohei. What ten wins? I, I That's, would go. I think Judge Shohei is going to win it. Yeah, I think Judge is going to win it too. I think he'll be unanimous. Ooh. I would vote Shohei Otani. I have both of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Exactly. I had to hedge my Judge <laughs> oh, bet when he, when he got caught in the home run race. I was like, oh, I don't know about this. So I took it, uh, an Angels player to win the MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Just an Angels player? Yeah. Well, there's only two of them. Exactly. There's yeah. nobody else on the team. And one of them is arguably the greatest player in baseball right now. So I figured he might win. But then Judge went on another tear. I'd, I'd vote Otani. It's too ridiculous what he's doing.